Blog Talk Radio. There is a watchman on the wall, bringing forth the written word of God to one and all. Are you getting ready? Will you stand or will you fall? Listen to the watchman on the wall. Listen to the watchman on the Rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. A new day has dawned. All over the earth, men and women are arising. It's time for the sons of God to awake. It is a day of justice, recompense, Restoration, revival, and resurrection power. Pastor of New Wine Ministries. Wonderful to be with you on this Thursday morning. We have a lot to talk about. So let's get right into an article that just came to me today from a dear friend, and I went out and searched it out to see if it was valid or not. And here's what we're going to read. This article is concerning uh, New York City, New York, the state of New York, uh, kicks off its 2022 legislative session on January 5th, that's really bad day for them to do that, uh, with a number of proposed radical bills related to the pandemic. Governor Kathy Hochul will kick off the season with her first state of the state address. So this is a state of the state address pushing her agenda, which is not her own, we're sure of that. It will be the first time a speech has been presented on the floor in three years. Her address will allegedly focus on her proposed budget to include Medicaid expansion and health workforce initiatives. Now, right in the center of this article, we're told that on January 5th, the legislative session begins. Here is a snapshot just a few of the bills that are looking to be passed in New York City. Now, again, I'm, try, I'm seeking to fact check this. I'm getting this from a lot of people. I went online, went to a, actually a, a kind of a progressive left uh, website to see if it were there, and they're broadcasting as well. There's nothing that says anything opposite. So here's what, and I, and I did hear this a few days ago, and I did see 
the governor of New York, the new governor, this woman, and her radical agenda to get the whole city of, or state of New York vaccinated. That is true. I uh, heard that with my own ears. So here's what supposedly is going on in New York right uh, around January 5th, the proposed bills. Uh, there will be an assembly bill, A378. So the assembly bill is A8378. And what that is, forced COVID shot mandates to attend school. So in New York, if you're going to go to school, you will have to have a COVID shot, a vaccination. Um, and it's not a vaccination, as Brother Don said yesterday. It's a kill shot. It's a blood clot shot. Okay. Uh, the next bill is A, Assembly Bill 279A, slash Senate Bill 75A. And those two force all adult vaccine records into a state database. So in other words, everybody who is vaccinated will be brought into a database, which means everybody who is not vaccinated will have uh, a database as well. People will be known by the vaccination, according to this bill. According to the third bill, Assembly Bill 7829-Senate Bill uh, 6495, that bill forces COVID shots for college. So not just the K through 12, it's now in college, you have to have a forced vaccine or a forced shot. Uh, The next bill was Assembly Bill 2240-Senate Bill 45, is a forced flu shots to attend school and preschool and daycare. So, okay, so we're covering from the youngest, and we're going into college thus far. Let's see what else they have lined up. Assembly Bill uh, 8398 is a bill that would eliminate religious exemptions for work and college. So there will be nobody that says, well, I have a religious exemption. This bill would destroy that. Uh, The next bill that is being proposed is the Assembly Bill 3091 slash Senate Bill 3041 eliminates parents' consent to shots when a child reaches 14 years of age. So when a child is 14, the parents no longer have anything to say if this bill were to pass. And I know we're going right now, that's so draconian, um, that will never pass. Well, we've said that before. If this is right information, and it appears to be, uh, you want to be praying January 5th for a number of different things, right? So the next thing is the uh, Assembly Bill 822-Senate Bill 931, which would eliminate parents' right to consent to STD, sexually transmitted disease shots, for children of any age. So these STDs, you're 11 years old. You don't need your parents' consent any longer. It's taking away parental oversight of the child. And here was the big one. This one here uh, is Assembly Bill A416. All right, so Assembly Bill 416 allows the governor to imprison without trial anyone she considers a threat to public health. Now, this sounds so far-fetched, it sounds unbelievable, but it's a fact. I mean, uh, the the videos that I've seen, the people that have sent me the information, 
and I'm looking myself. This is a fact. We'll find out, at least it appears to be a fact, that people are talking about that are very political and they have persuasive videos and uh, they're, they're good in the sense of giving information out. So nothing is refuting this, but this would allow the governor to imprison without trial anyone she considers a threat to public health. And then Assembly Member Patrick Burke's upcoming bill to eliminate unvaccinated people's access to health insurance. So unvaccinated people, there's another bill coming up that if you're unvaccinated, you don't get health insurance in New York. So one of the more feared, as this article goes on, one of the more feared bills is the Assembly Bill A416. The bill was first drafted in 2015 during the Ebola outbreak, allegedly an evergreen bill, meaning a bill that is presented year after year with little regard. The bill was proposed during the state's 2021-2022 legislative session but it was also introduced in the 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020 sessions, and has never had a co-sponsor, according to PolitiFact. Regardless, if the bill were to be adopted, it would mean that diseased individuals could be removed by the governor or his or her delegee and detained because they may be a danger to public health. The bill also stipulates that individuals cannot continue to be detained after the department determines that such person is no longer contagious. So the proposed bill stipulates that individuals cannot be detained for longer than three days without a court order, but then proceeds to give room for detention lasting much longer than the three days. Given the delays in court proceedings during the past 18 months and draconian treatment of unvaccinated individuals, and those who have not followed the many mandates, the bill leaves concerning room for abusers of civil rights uh, or abuses of civil rights. Uh, And here's what it says in article number seven, when a person or group is ordered to be detained pursuant to subdivision two of this section for a period exceeding three business days and such person or member of such group requests release the governor or his or her delegee shall make an application for a court order authorizing such detention within three business days after such request by the end of the first business day following such Saturday or Sunday or legal holiday, which application shall include a request for an expedited hearing. After any such request for release, detention shall not continue for more than five business days in the absence of a court order authorizing detention. Notwithstanding the foregoing provisions, in no event shall any person be detained for more than 60 days, that's two months, without a court order authorizing such detention. The governor or his or her delegee shall seek further court review of such detention within 90 days following the initial court order authorizing detention and thereafter within 90 days of each subsequent court review. In any court proceeding to enforce an order of the governor or his or her delegate for, number five, a notice advising the person or group being detained that they have a right to be represented by legal counsel and that upon request of such person or group access to counsel will be facilitated to the extent feasible under the circumstances. All right. So Assembly Bill A, so, so that's one of the most horrifying bills 
that an American citizen could ever imagine, that the governor of New York can go to an individual or a group of individuals, i.e. a church, and deem them unhealthy because they're unvaccinated or a threat to their health in the society and can detain them starting with three days, but as we saw, up to 90 days. That's three months. Now, they've already got people that were there a year ago in, in Washington, D.C. on January 6th still in jail. All right? There are people that have been imprisoned or put in jail because they showed up at a Washington, D.C. event and did what for one year Antifa and Black Lives Matter did. They did a lot worse damage in 2020 than a few people that walked into the Capitol building, broke a few windows, stormed the building, but then walked around pretty well peaceful, didn't set anything on fire, shoot anybody. But during 2020, they did exactly the opposite. They burned down buildings, broke into windows, looted stores, destroyed businesses, and yet this new regime. Now, let me tell you what I think about that, and I'll tell you why I think it. Somebody today shared with me a video, and so you can see it. It's a real video of a restaurant in New York City, and it's a little boy who's crying because the police stormed the restaurant to tell that family, and the little boy was there, that they needed to go, they were going to be arrested, they got to get out of the restaurant, you're not masked up, et cetera, et cetera. And the people that were standing by with the cameras filming it are, you, this is disgusting, New York City police. This is horrible. This is terrible. Is this why you became a police officer, et cetera, et cetera? Well, it doesn't take much imagination to really stop and think about what's going on. I grew up in Jersey City, New Jersey, and there's always bad cops, right? There's always somebody that's doing business with the devil, if you will. Um, however, New York City cops in general um, are a police force that really did care about the citizenry of their people. But do you remember when 2020, the George Floyd escapade broke out and we saw this stuff happen all over the nation? Do you remember that they started throwing water on the cops? They shot two police officers while they were sitting in their police car in New York City. Do you remember the sniper in Dallas, Texas, that killed 12 police officers, went on a shooting rampage? Do you remember when they were uh, doing all kinds of stomping on their cars, burning their cars? Do you remember? And then the anti-police rhetoric rose incredibly. And all of a sudden, this embarrassment, the governor of New York was telling the police to step down when they attack you. Don't respond. Well, defund the police echoed loudly. I believe what happened was that hundreds of thousands of police officers throughout the United States, true police officers, quit forced vaccinations in some cases. They saw the insanity. They left their post. And I believe it was designed to do that so that when they rehired police, they rehired Antifa members, BLM members, or Communist Agenda members. In other words, they stacked their police department with people that would deal harshly with the anti-vaxxers or the right or the Christians or the conservatives. And these are people that will support, kind of like, I guess, Hitler's police force. I don't know much about it, but I know he had a police force that did what he wanted him to do. And I do believe that many police 
were taken out and a new regime came in, and those that are now wearing the uniform are not sworn to protect the citizens. They are sworn to advance the cause of the left and the Communist Party in America today. And I really believe that's going on. And it's very difficult to view police the way that we used to. Everybody wanted to support the police. Now this movement came, defund them. They left because of the insanity. And I believe that they've been replaced with an antichrist agenda police power. Now, that is my thinking on it. And I can't support that, although that I've seen the, the reality of people leaving and new uh, orders coming in and then watching what I saw on the video. I don't believe a true New York City police officer would have ever done that. In fact, with the violence done to them through Cuomo, I don't believe there's any reason why they would have gone and, and upset a little family with a little boy having a meal in a restaurant. You got to take your mask off to eat. It is pretty draconian. It's really insane what's happening there. So we have these very uh, and by the way, I've got a picture here of the uh, Assemblyman Dick Gottfried, the longest serving legislator in New York's history, will retire after more than a half century. Elected at 23, Gottfried became a fixture in Albany championing liberal policies before they gained momentum. So he is a liberal, no doubt about it. Uh, he's been in this thing for 52 years and um now they have a bunch of other uh, of the bills that we were talking about earlier and how they would, um, <clears throat> you know, administer vaccines to uh, minors, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't want to go into all this article, but there's, there's a lot behind this. There's a lot behind it. So having said that, I want to cruise on over to uh, an article from Prophecy Newswatch. And they're talking about the year in review and what's coming next. All right. So one of the most uh, accurate uh, Christian outlets of the news um, has something to say. Um, very uh, discouraging, not to me personally, but very sad. Um, I do something that a lot of people don't like doing. I do scour through the news media from CNN to Fox News to Newsmax. Uh, I go even to where uh, <clears throat> Pat Robertson's 700 Club News, uh, any news coming out of TBN, I kind of scour that every once in a while, very little. But yesterday, turning on Fox News and listening to the Gutfield show, just for a minute, that little uh, blonde-haired gal that's with him, he wasn't there. And she's really pushing the vaccination. And come on, people, don't be stupid. Get the vaccination. She was kind of balking at the boosters, and I just thought, you know what? This is coming from every single direction, from CNN, the left, from Fox News on the right, to Newsmax, that's supposed to be a little bit different. Everybody's suggesting get the vaccination, get the vaccination. And yet the other side of their mouth, they're speaking against other things that are not allowing for people to make a decision for themselves. So the world is getting, it's, it's pressing in pressure. Pressure is pressing in more and more and more. And you know that the Bible supports the doctrine of a great tribulation. And the great tribulation is the great ellipsis. The word tribulation is ellipsis. And it means pressure. 
and we're seeing the pressure. A year ago, people were thinking, gosh, I well, the vaccine's kind of a preview of what's coming with the mark of the beast, but certainly it's not the mark of the beast. But now people are being put into a database who don't receive it, and we're seeing this kind of division and pressure being applied. And so we need to be awake. We need to be watching. We need to be aware. We need to be focused. We are not supposed to get caught off guard. We should be moving and, and conducting our lives in a manner that if the Lord says go, you go. If he says flee, you flee. If he says go into your chambers and shut the door until the indignation be passed over, you go into your chamber, you shut the door. Whatever the spirit of the Lord says to do. But we cannot deny the things that we see going on all around us today. And we know it's insane. We know it is absolutely crooked. We have enough history to show that what they're doing right now, controlling narratives, booting people off of YouTube. So every person that ever goes to YouTube will never be allowed to hear another point of view concerning vaccinations. And even if the point of view is is skewed, even if it were, you're supposed to have the right for freedom of speech. They have every other filthy, unclean thing on YouTube. You could swear, curse, burp. You could do anything you want to do, but you can't talk another narrative against YouTube or they'll release you. So these millions, maybe I don't know how many people are on YouTube, but they will no longer have access to the light and the truth, or at least another side of the story that from, well in, for, from people that are medical experts and the doctors. So people either have to leave YouTube and go to alternative sites like Rumble, Brighteon, uh, or you know, even Facebook's still allowing us on there, but they're probably just collecting data of what people are saying. And so, and we're very well aware of that. But these are things that are happening in our society. Right now, they're saying that over 80% of New Yorkers are vaccinated, okay? Now we're hearing reports from And We Know. Uh, you know, it's a great program out there, and they're showing videos, and they're talking about things that are happening with, the, with the, what the vaccination, vaccination does do to alter DNA in people's lives. So, you know, with the, with the alternative uh, conversation, you know, it does cause for caution, uh, a, 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 a caution for pause, so that people would slow down and say, wait a second, before I take this vaccination, let me, you know, there's something being said over here. You know, I'm pretty well convinced that, you know, the CDC, this is what people in the world would think, you know, I, I, they, I'm sure they're, they're right, but there's something being said over here that kind of, you know, I need, to, I need to study that out. Well, they're not going to let people study that out. They're not going to let people hear that. That's a terrible thing. So, Let's get into the year in review uh, from the Prophecy News Watch and see what's happening here. And by the way, I had Darren Chappelle was lined up to be with me today. And this morning he let me know that something happened. He has to, wouldn't be able to make it with us today. Um, So kind of running solo today. Now, each year since at least 2013, this is from Prophecy News Watch. I think I've done a year in review, said the writer of this article, ahead of the coming year. While my batting average tends to stay a little higher than more general and less specific, I I stay, um, I'd like to think I have a decent track record. This is not because I am so smart. I'm not. But because the Bible has already told us where events will move toward. Regarding accuracy, I have two particular methods that have contributed to my track record. First, I look at what the Bible has to say about a thing and then look at where the news is headed. At that point, I simply connect the dots. Second, 
I take what world leaders say will happen, and then I expect the opposite to happen. Now, having said that, here are my highly speculative and in no way hard predictions or forecasts for 2022. Caveat emptor. Black swan events can and will happen and are unpredictable, hence black swan. These include, but are not limited to, events like tsunamis, major earthquakes, terrorist attacks, meteor strikes, solar storms, and other natural and man-caused catastrophes that happen without any forewarning. There is no way to predict those other than to say that as we draw closer to the end, expect more of them to occur with increasing frequency and intensity. And I totally agree that a woman in travail, the closer she gets to the birthing, the more intensified the pangs are and the more frequent they become. So I would agree because we, we entered into something years ago and we've seen the birth pangs. They started off mild here and there, then long you know, delays, but it's coming quicker now. So totally agree with that thought right there. Number one, domestic economy worsens intentionally. Make no mistake about it. The people currently running the world are all globalists. I don't mean Congressman X or Senator Y or even the president, but the people behind them who have the deep pockets to fund major changes in the world. And given the direction they, the globalists, want to take us, they have no intention of making our economic situation any better, and there are numerous implications as to where this is going to lead us. Logistically speaking, there are currently somewhere between 100 and 300 cargo tankers with upwards of 3,000 containers on each still sitting off the coast of California waiting to unload their wares. Between the global C-19 restrictions, the never-ending new variants, Biden's unconstitutional vaccine mandates, economic lockdowns, shutting down of oil pipelines, government-subsidized unemployment, and California's ridiculous environmental restrictions, an already fragile global supply chain is intentionally being sabotaged with the intended effect as to not recover. Now, the purpose of the global supply chain woes has to be understood from the perspective of motivation or why. Think about it this way. If the world economy was working perfectly fine and things were going normal, then no one would want it to change. No one, no one would want this global utopia these globalists are trying to sell us. That is why everything is a crisis to them, because they need people panicked and willing to give up normalcy in favor of more top-down control. So this, in part, explains why democratically elected politicians, corporate and tech billionaires, and leaders of transnational industry are doing this. It seems counterintuitive to us, does it not? Hence, here is their multifaceted approach to de deconstructing American economic power. Well, let me just speak into that for just a moment. They move, whether they know it or not, 
by the ultimate dictates of our Father in heaven, God Almighty. They may think what they're doing is of the satanic intelligence, their own mind, their own will, their own plan, their own plot. But just as God raised up the Assyrians to go against Israel, and then they were successful against Israel, it says in Isaiah chapter 10 that the stout heart of the king of Assyria said within himself, look what I have done. But it really wasn't him that did it. It was God putting the thought in their heart to do it. And in the book of Revelation chapter 17, when you read your Bible, I believe it's 17 or 18, I believe it's 17, we're told that God will put a thought into the mind of the beast. He'll put a thought into their heart to fulfill his will. So everything that's going on with the left, while they think it's their own agenda, God is allowing it to happen to fulfill his will. And don't ever forget that. That's why if you're on the right side of this moment, you don't have to worry about a thing. Just fear the Lord and obey God. Now, first and foremost, according to this article, many progressive politicians and corporate leaders have sincerely bought into the climate change hoax, thinking that without their help, the planet will die. Interesting. The planet has survived for six millennia and probably way beyond that. This is why they feel compelled to enact these drastic global changes. Tell you one, uh, this is a truth. If you want to heal planet Earth, stop shedding innocent blood and having that innocent blood hit the Earth. The Bible says that the Earth cannot stomach the corruption of man's sin, so it vomits out its inhabitants. You doing climate control and getting money and putting all these rules and regulations to control the environment is not the problem. Is that you shed innocent blood, you have immoral sexual acts being perpetrated upon this earth, and the earth is a living organism, and it can't stand man's sin. Read your Bible. That's what it says. So if you want to save the planet, stop abortion. Reverse the curse of homosexuality and lesbianism and transgenderism. Stop your pedophilia. Stop your bestiality. Stop your nonsense. And stop cursing the God who created the earth. Stop blaspheming God. Then maybe the earth will be saved. Your economic, environmental control and legislation isn't going to do a thing. All it's going to do is put the people of the planet under more bondage and that, of course, is what the Bible says will happen. So stay alert. Okay, now, this is why they feel compelled to enact these drastic global changes and restrictions in order to save the planet. To them, saving the planet trumps capitalism and nationalism. It also trumps the U.S. Constitution and your liberty. Out of this group of leaders is a smaller yet more powerful group of elites who recognize that environmental alarmism isn't the real agenda, but simply a mechanism to get them where they want to go, global governance. Very true. Second, the select few elites understand and are using the Hegelian dialectic, we've talked about it many times, approach, the Hegelian dialectic approach of creating a crisis to implement the changes they wanted from the start. Thus, their approach is to create a multi-domain crisis impacting populations on numerous fronts, all of which require a federal and even international response. This is why global cooling, warming, climate change is their grand poobah of ex uh, existential crises. 
because the climate affects everyone. In other words, if they can tie a crisis to climate change, they will, regardless of how ridiculous that association may be, tornadoes, meteor strikes, earthquakes, racism, transgenderism, COVID-19, they, all the elites, find a way to tie it all back to climate change. Interesting. Transgendered because of climate change. I guess they could do that too, to an unsuspecting and dumbed down society. Lastly, these select elites who, who use climate change as their primary crisis mechanism are doing so because they need to level the international playing field. They need to do this in order to create the necessary conditions for a universal digital income. They know they can't have global governance without a global digital currency they can control. So in order to do that, they need to either weaken the American stronghold on the global economy or crash the U.S. dollar. In order to do that, they need to diminish the U.S. Constitution and our deeply held belief in the rule of law. These are two primary ways they are promoting this. The first is either by creating lawlessness or by allowing lawlessness to flourish. This is why we see the relaxing of laws against criminals in blue states, which, surprise, surprise, creates more crime, which creates more demand by the people for law and order, which means less liberty and more state government control over the people. It's always a four-step process. So come up with a plan to increase totalitarianism and reduce personal liberty. Number two, create the crisis or allow it to become a crisis. Number three, people demand change. Number four, leaders implement said intended change. Now, the second is the economic squeeze will also be felt in varying degrees of severity depending on where one lives with blue states feeling it more severely than red states. This is intentional and designed to overwhelm certain parts of the country. This is similar to the Soros-funded migrant trains coming up from Central America. It is a form of weaponized immigration where now international, international populations are being displaced or forced out and overwhelming the receiving host red states. Examples of international immigration are like people fleeing California or New York for Florida and Texas. There are generally only a couple of reasons why most people move, quality of life or cost of living. However, international immigration is designed to create an exodus of sorts with thousands leaving these two states each month, New York and California. So you ask yourself, why would the governor of California or New York do this? Seems counterintuitive to create the conditions that drive out your tax base. The only reason I think they would intentionally do this is to destabilize the nation and pit the states against each other. For instance, if California falls apart, the federal government will then seek to artificially prop up the state by getting other states to financially support it, which they probably won't do willingly. This creates tension and constitutionally based legal challenges that ultimately weaken the U.S. This rapid exodus of populations is also designed to put huge strains on successful red states with the intended effects of making them purple, then eventually blue states. It creates secondary and tertiary problems 
of rapidly increased populations with things like increased traffic, power grid demands, supply chain shortages, and strains on emergency and health services, as well as rapidly overinflating property value and property taxes. Again, all of this is to say that 2022 will be an increasingly turbulent year for the economy, as well as the natural disasters. Number two thing that's going to be predicted here is the escalation of the cold civil war. I want to ask you a question. Do you, at this moment, after years and years and years of hearing certain things, do you believe that the economy or the, the, the financial structure, definitely of the globe, but of the United States of America, the collapse of the U.S. dollar is real? I mean, I would, I would suspect a lot of our listeners say, heck yeah, but do you think that the majority of the people that interact and do business, you know, those, uh, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands, if not millions of athletes from professional baseball, professional basketball, professional football, professional hockey, professional soccer, um, or those movie stars in Hollywood, or those politicians that, um, you know, have lined their pockets with a lot of cash as they've reaped, um, you know, all the financial prosperity from the slave taxpayers. Um, You know, do you think that all these people that are interacting, businesses, corporations, the the high-tech billionaires and the software companies and, you know, all these different people, do you really think they think that the American dollar is going to collapse? Or have they already begun to invest in other uh, portfolios like Bitcoin or some other digital currency, uh, you know, they, they have all these Ethereal and all these different ones out there, whatever they're called. Uh, do you think people are going like China to doing and transacting business, small business, big business on their phones, through the computer, uh, transacting business where you, you have everything online, you supposedly have money in your bank, you need to pay a bill, so you go online and you transfer what you think is in your account to this bill over here, and the transaction is made, no problem. So it's already there, but will the time come, do you believe, that you will not be able to reach into your pocket and pull out a $20 bill to pay for your whatever? Um, Do you believe that? Do you believe that being able to just be unnoticed, um, quietly buying milk, and today we're, fine. We're, we're, we're watching people, you go buy something, I'm going to pay cash, what's your phone number? No, well, I don't have a phone. Or you got to say something or you give them your phone number. And it's like, why do you want our phone number with a, tra- a cash transaction? So obviously the mindset is to control the world and money, 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 money. Now, the people that are in the higher up, you know, those, that, that tier of billionaires and controllers and elite and global elites, they don't need money in their pockets if they're the ones controlling the system. They don't need gold. They don't need silver. They don't need anything. They're the ones that are creating the system of global currency, digital, online, monitoring, database, watching, every transaction of every citizen on the planet unless you go into the black market and you get into a bartering system with people that don't belong to that system. But then you do know the people that do belong will infiltrate the underground market and expose those defiers of the global currency. 
So it gets really strange. But how many of you believe that if you're you got you got cash under your mattress and you're 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 looking to that cash to keep you going, you know, through the days ahead? Do you believe the cash will become insignificant? You won't be able to use it like the Weimar Republic, or do you believe that maybe what you have you need to put into use? And I, and this has been coming into my spirit for days now. The law of use. The law of use. If you don't use it, you lose it. You've got to put it to use. Even Jesus talked about the law of use when he gave the talents and he said, uh, you know, here's 10 for you, here's five for you, here's two for you. The guy with 10 put it to use. He invested, made 10 more. The guy with five put it to use. He invested, made five more. The guy with two did not put it to use, buried it in the ground, and it was taken away from him, given to the one who had 10. So the law of use is taking what you have and using it to take care of whatever needs you have and to get you ready and prepared for what God is calling us into. Now, if what we're saying is true and we're getting into this this area of the global government, the global great tribulation that Jesus talked about that has never been before, will never be again, uh, half the population of the globe is going to be wiped off the face of the earth and they're going to use all these different things from war to vaccinations to natural disasters um, you know, they're going to use heart weapons. They're going to use uh, chemtrails, and they're going to throw uh, these spike proteins into the air. I mean, they're saturating it in food, the quality of food reducing, diabetes rising, cancer coming forth, sickness and disease, flu, and, you know, they're just, they're, it's just coming at everybody. And thank God, don't you thank God you're born again today and have the blood of Jesus running through your veins? Aren't you glad that you're in a covenant that protects you, that no plague shall come nigh your dwelling? Aren't you glad that there is an answer to every disease like Jesus? When the leper came to him full of leprosy, Lord, if you're willing, you can heal me. I will. He touched him. He was healed immediately. And that was like AIDS in, 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 in those days. You know, you were a leper. You were confined to a colony in a community, and you didn't come out. You were, you were the off-scouring of the earth. You were looked at as, whoa. And yet Jesus had the healing power and the anointing. For anybody that's listening, I'm just following the lead of, my, of the Spirit right now in my heart. Uh, I was talking to a friend today, and God has been showing me something for years. I've known this for years because I've been around, and I believe in divine healing. I really do believe that a time can, that God, not a time will come, I believe that God could put people's ears back on their forehead, have their arms grow out, the man in the temple, his hand grew out. I believe that God could heal COVID-19, if that even exists, uh, flu, double pneumonia. Um, he could take a, a lame man and make him walk, a deaf man make him hear, a blind man make him see. I believe that God is able to do all of that. And has never not been able to do it. So, but I also believe that the people I hang around, uh, there are people in my life that they are pressing into this. They are, they are moving. They are learning. They are studying what is holding back. I believe that my son can be healed. I believe that people can be healed. I believe that this could be, you know, God can do it. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But I believe that the devil and his minions when a person or a group of people are pressing towards that reality to break into the supernatural, 
that the enemy aligns himself at the gate to resist the advancement. In other words, if what I've noticed through the years is that when we pray for someone, there's like a, a demonic intelligence that goes and attacks that individual even more. Or, and it's designed to prevent the healing and to tell the people that are praying, hey, back off, it doesn't work. You hear what I'm saying? And I've been watching this for years. And what I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying to me right now in in these last 24 hours about what I know instinctively, intrinsically, inwardly, what I've known for years, I'm now able to verbalize what's going on. And it's going to take that individual or that group to really prepare themselves to fight through and break through that resistance, that wall of demonic, you know, uh, just blockage. And there's going to have to be people that are going to fast and going to pray. That's why Jesus told the disciples, you need to fast and pray for this guy. You've got to break through the devil and his demons that have been listening. They're gathering information, right? They get it. There's, there's a whole network of demonic spirits overviewing everything. Our databases are their databases. Our intelligence is their intelligence. They feed, they, they instruct, they go back and forth, they communicate. And when there's somebody or an individual or somebody going in for prayer, they'll afflict them. They, they do everything in their power to block the church from accessing the power and the glory of God. So I'm expecting that the church is about to wake up in a reality they never dreamed and that hopefully there are going to be individuals and groups that are going to press in and they're going to break through the barrier, just like, you know, airplanes breaking through the speed barrier. You know, they just kept going for it. How many rocket launches did it take to break free and send our rockets into space? You had to keep working at it and don't give up. Healing, supernatural, miraculous healing is there. It's a realm. You've got to tap into it. And what does that mean? Well, you gotta fit and you gotta go for it. You gotta believe for it. It, it until it becomes a reality. And I'm telling you, once the church breaks through the barrier and we step into the divine supernatural, and all of a sudden the ecclesia is going by, healing double pneumonia, seeing the miracles of God, rebuking uh, uh, spike proteins. It's coming. It's there. But if 2022 is going to be anything for the church, we know what's going on in the world forced vaccination, stigmatization, you know, all these things that God has been telling us, all these natural deaths. But for the church, a season of tender mercy and a time where the body of Christ will come together with a focused move, laser beam anointing to break through the barrier into the reality of what the word of God says is there. Are you ready? Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. So if you're going for it and you feel resistance, Understand what it is. Even in a football game, you got an offense running for something, but you have a defense defending it. And the enemy is just defending territory because he doesn't want you or your church to break through into the goal of a touchdown so that you can begin to walk in the supernatural victory and then begin to spread that around like Jesus did. This is where we need to go in 2022 as the tender mercies of the Lord are being extended to all who call upon his name, even Christians that have not been nice. They haven't been, they've been naughty, all right? And there's been a lot of division, breakdown, infighting, et cetera. But tender mercy of God is going to draw people together because a crisis 
will also afford an opportunity in the kingdom of God. That's what we call a kairos moment. So the kairos is opportunity in the midst of a crisis. And with all the crises going on, there's an opportunity for the ecclesia to advance the kingdom of God or advance into the further purposes of God. And I believe the supernatural, miraculous season is upon us. So receive the tender mercies, be forgiven, be cleansed, be washed from all sin, all past grievances, problems. Let go. Forgive means let go. Don't take the bait. Spit out the poison of offense. Get rid of fear. Press into God. Look for that that, that realm. It's there. It is there. It is there. It is there. It is there. All right, so. I believe that with all my heart. I absolutely believe it. Number two, according to this article, we're going to see not only the collapse of the monetary system. You know, I for years have heard that we're in like $70 trillion of debt on the global something. America's $22 trillion in debt, and China's going to call in the debt. And, you know, we've had this conversation for a very long time, but nothing changed really. The only thing that was changing while all that was being said is they've been implementing a new system of currency. Or while all that conversation was going on, they were implementing uh, a new way of doing business, a new currency, a new digital currency. Uh, They've been implementing. You see, I believe 2020 was all about shutting the world down so that the globalists that we're talking about here could have time to get the population out of the way to implement their final components to their new world order design. And I really believe that 2020 was that. Shut the world down, get everybody out of the way, get them thinking over here so that we could go in and we could implement the final components to our new world order design of doing life, okay? And they're not done yet. It's not perfected yet, so they keep coming with new variants, Uh, new ideas, and they're keeping everybody up here distracted. Currency, is it going to break down? Well, let's have the conversation. Meanwhile, they already know they're going to do it. They already know what they're getting ready to do, so they're just preparing it so when it does come tumbling down out of the ashes of the collapse of the U.S. or the global system of everything collapses, their new world order system will rise, and thus we will be right smack in the middle of the greatest tribulation to ever hit the face of the earth, and everybody's going to be forced to cooperate and become a part of You won't be able to buy or sell in their new world order. I believe that's what's going on. Personally, that's what I, I believe. But the, another thing that's going to continue on, they said in this article, was the escalation of the Cold Civil War. A cold civil war is better than a hot civil war. But it is not a good situation for a country to be in. Underlying our cold civil war is the fact that America is torn increasingly between two rival constitutions, two cultures, two ways of life. And you know and I know that's unhealthy. The political and cultural divide in the U.S. has moved past the point of any repairable measure. I agree. We have crossed the point of no return, I believe, in 2003. We've been saying it for years. God said, do not pray for America. It has crossed the point of no return. Pray for the saints of God that are in this nation, that they'll be able to navigate through the days that lie ahead. Again, that was the word of the Lord in 2003. And so, again, I see this. It is beyond the point of any repairable measure. 
You've got to come to grips with that. The truth is, we are currently in a war where coexistence is impossible. We cannot just simply coexist. Like the woman I talked about yesterday on the plane, smacking and spitting on the face of an 80-year-old passenger while he was eating his food, and she was yelling, mask off, tell him to put his mask on, and then slapped him in the face and spit on him. That is a general feeling that is growing, not with a woman on a plane, but with brute beast people that are going to want to hate people that don't go along with the program. It's very true. So the political left, with their strongholds over numerous governments, unelected bureaucracy, mainstream media, Hollywood, academia, and social media, is militantly trying to impose and enforce their way of life on the majority of Americans. This means next year we will feel more like 1859 and 60 rather than 2022. Well, up until the 2020 elections, most people on the right didn't realize they were in a war. They largely assumed the cultural slide into decadence and the win-some-lose-some nature of politics was the unavoidable and yet normal course of events. Most law-abiding citizens did not realize the losing was being done to them intentionally. See the Frankfurt School. Now, both Daniel Seckham and Brian Gray have talked about the Frankfurt School of Thought, and this article is saying the same thing. Second, it means this cold civil war, if left to fester and free of interference by the little green men, will at some point cause one of three outcomes. All right, so here it is. Further division amongst the states leads to either call for interstate cessation or intrastate secession, cities, counties, regions of a state seceding to other states, IOW, a further fracturing of our nation. It becomes a hot civil war, number two possible effect, active warfare, literally between our own states, whether inter- or intrastate fighting erupts. And then one side, political left or right, completely concedes. One side gives up to the other. Or there's going to be battle, or there's going to continue to have further division uh, to call for the separation. And you know a house divided cannot stand. Everybody knows that. Seeing how neither side is likely to surrender, it eventually only leaves only one option. A new hot civil war erupts, and it will be nothing like the civil war of old 1861 to 65. There won't be uniformed soldiers facing off on a battlefield. The conflict would likely feel more like a war in Ukraine or Syria rather than anti-atom. If you don't understand that reference, Antietam, just try figuring out who is fighting, who in either Ukraine or Syria, and you will get my point. However, in other words, nobody knows what side anybody's on until the battle fights out. However, you can expect big tech and social media platforms to actively only work for one side of the conflict. And we know that's the progressive globalist establishment. So all the money. It's going to be given to those over here. And, uh, and remember what Donald Trump said? 
He said, you won't be seeing me for a while because I have very powerful enemies that have a lot of money. So the big money is going to be given to the political left, the globalists, to achieve their purpose. And you have a sleeping right, if you will. Thank God that we are way beyond left-right paradigms. We're born again. We belong to another kingdom. And we're going to learn to navigate through this whole thing. And we're getting ready. And God's going to be with us. I don't care what anybody says. Those who follow the Lamb of God whithersoever he goes, they're going to win. Now, there's some other stuff here we got to talk about. There is a potential solution or workaround to the unavoidable trajectory for where this nation is headed. A potential solution. And it will depend largely on when number 13 happens. President Reagan once wisely noted something decades ago regarding the buildup of the undercurrent of tension that has been building up since the 1960s and has only recently begun bubbling over. If one thinks about how America's Cold War could be resolved, there seem to be only five possibilities. One would be to change the political subject. Ronald Reagan used to say that when the little green men arrive, From outer space, all of our political differences will be transcended and humanity will unite for the first time in human history. Similarly, if some jarring event intervenes, a major war or a huge natural calamity, it might reset our politics. Well, we know what happened on 9-11-2001 in America. All the Congress and Senate were standing on the Capitol steps singing Kumbaya. We know that happened, so that's a Real deal. So here's option B. Option B. The impending economic collapse of China. Hmm. Now, globalists don't even have to directly trash the U.S. dollar to directly tank the U.S. economy. They might go with option B and kill two birds with one stone. Forget the fact that Evergrande has collapsed 28% of Chinese GDP. Forget the fact that the rest of China's economy is as stable as a house of cards on a windy day. Forget the fact that China is a paper tiger, financially speaking, because its financial strength is reliant to a large degree on over-leveraged U.S. markets. Forget the fact that China is feeling the effects of decades' worth of strictly enforced state-sanctioned one-child policy, of which the unintended consequences have been disastrous. Their one-child policy has created one of the worst cases of female genocide in human history and has skewed the current generation's gender imbalance by some 34 million more men than women in China. That's why the Chinese military want to come to America and take the women of America. I remember when Brother Don Huddle brought that up years ago, that the Chinese men, the warriors of China, are being told daily, your inheritance is in America. You're going to be able to take them and you'll get you the women, you'll get their, their children, you'll get it all. We'll see. No, the real issue is that the New World Order globalists see elite few in point number one, okay, which we went back to. So the real issue is that New World Order globalists have turned against China and will seek to do them in 2022 what they did to Trump in 2020. Globalists are determined to push an existential climate change crisis 
to enact global legislation that requires all nations to subvert their own national autonomy to the will of the global order. And China is refusing to play ball. One could make the argument that this is why China intentionally released COVID-19 from their biosafety lab in Wuhan to sabotage the globalist plans of world domination. China sees the 21st century as their century, and they are not about to let go of their multidimensional power play. However, their fate is tied to the U.S. fate, and as our nation collapses, so will they. This seems to coincide with the geopolitical reality presented in Scripture that in the last days, true, true power will rise in from another place and will remain unto the end. Look for increasing economic woes to come out of China in 2022, all right? So then what happens? The rise of military conflicts around the world. There are two geopolitical factors that are almost a guarantee for increased global conflict, a multipolar world and a turbulent global economy. Given the reality of the Biden administration's penchant to suicide, our national economy and its military diplomatic lead from behind strategy, lead from behind strategy, the 21st century is coming to terms with the U.S. no longer serving as the world's lone superpower. Adding fuel to this fire is both Russia and China's increasingly serious existential problems. This is why an aggressive and expansionist-minded Chinese communist regime led by Xi Jinping will seek a massive show of strength, distraction, by launching an attack on Taiwan in 2022. This attack will coincide either right before the right after Russia, right before or right after Russia makes its move on Ukraine, while the Western world might make a move, show a force against one of these aggressors, it's highly unlikely they will against both. Both common sense and history have shown us that geopolitical weakness invites geopolitical aggression. In its first year, the beta-Biden administration has projected prodigious weak American foreign policy in spades, uh, i.e. catastrophic Afghanistan withdrawal, begging Iran to return to the negotiation table, uh, kowtowing to China, Paris, climate accords, etc. Both of the U.S. near-peer powers, China and Russia, recognize that if they want to recoup the lands they lost in previous eras, they must take advantage of the present situation as they have done in the past. See also Russia's 2008 Georgia incursion and 2014 annexation of Crimea. So the authoritarian expansionist-minded nations will not risk waiting and possibly having to endure a second Trump administration in order to grab what they think is already theirs. This is why I believe, the writer says, these two countries, Russia and China, will seek to make their power plays happen either simultaneously or in close proximity to each other before 2024. Now, the projected 2022 border territorial conflicts, land annexations, geopolitical hotspots include aggressor-aggressee, Russia, Ukraine, Belarus, China, Taiwan, Kashmir, 
Pakistan, Afghanistan, Iran, Iraq, North Korea, South Korea, Armenia, Azerbaijan, Ethiopia, Eritrea, and Sudan. So what do, you, what do we hear in that? Somebody asked me a question today, and somebody is saying that throughout the prophetic community, there is a tremendous amount of talk and conversation that Russia and China are about to attack the United States of America. Well, this idea has been around since the 1980s, if not earlier, when Prophet Dmitry Dudeman from Romania talked about the Russia-China invasion against America. So after all these years, the conversation is big again because the way that the world scene looks, it looks like a potential possibility. These nations are now much more advanced, and there's a domino effect. And Russia and China both have weapons of mass destruction, as does the United States and Israel and other countries. World War III in the Bible talks about a killing off of one-third of the population of the earth. So if in the, in the lead-up we've seen a lot of people die, this war would potentially take 1.5 billion people off the planet, if not 2 billion. So a war, a global world war, with Russia, China against the United States, and then all of a sudden everybody getting involved um, with nuclear weapons, dirty bombs, sophisticated missiles and high beam attacks, whatever, heart weather control. I mean, it's co- it, it really does, you know, uh, reveal a picture of absolute insanity. And I think a lot of us, uh, we like to think that we're sitting in a movie theater eating our popcorn when we hear these things, but we close the program off, we go outside and everything's normal today. Everything's normal. 9-11, it wasn't so normal. Katrina wasn't so normal. The day the children were shot, people were shot, killed, sniped, wasn't normal. Today, we may walk outside and it's normal. It's December 30th. Sky is blue, sun is shining. Going to go about my business. That was a great movie. Is this a movie? Projection? I don't believe so. The Bible is the authenticity of what we're saying. The Bible projects all of these things. Wars, rumors of wars, earthquakes, famines, pestilence, that these would be the signs of the coming persecution. Remember, that's how Jesus put it. And I'd like to walk through it for just a moment. In Matthew chapter 24, And just to remember, he sat on the Mount of Olives. The disciples came unto him privately saying, tell us when shall these things be? What shall be the sign of your coming and the end of the world? Jesus answered and said unto them, take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ or I am anointed and shall deceive many. So we know that the end times will be riddled with deception. You shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows to the generation that he's referring to. Verse 9. 
biggest letter, biggest word in your Bible is in chapter 9, then. First, Jesus is talking to the disciples about the global, in general atmosphere of all the times of troubles and commotions and earthquakes and wars and rumors, all these things. But then he says, then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. He's now directing the persecution against the disciples of Christ. So they're going to deliver you up to be afflicted. They're going to kill you. You will be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Well, nation is going to be fighting against nation and kingdom against kingdom, but it's all going to turn against Christians. We're seeing the signs right now of the beginning of sorrows. He said all these are the beginning of sorrows. We live in the world in our generation that biblically, through the lens, the beginning of sorrows has happened in our generation. Globally, all over the world. The persecution's coming now. That's what he says. And he says, because the persecution's coming, many shall be offended. Where? In the world? No, in the body of Christ. Because they're not prepared for this. They thought they'd be gone in a preacher rapture. Many shall be offended and shall betray one another. That's going to happen in the church. And shall hate one another. People that once walked in the love of God to the house of the Lord are going to hate each other. Many false prophets are going to rise and shall deceive many. Well, the world's already deceived, but many Christians are going to be deceived. Take the vaccination. It's just one idea of men speaking out. Take the vaccination. Jesus would have. And they're going to follow. And because iniquity shall abound, because the, the iniquity, the sin is just off the charts, kind of like right now, the legislated sin that's running rampant in our society is going to get even worse. It's going to be wide out in the open. I mean, no justice. They burned, looted, robbed, killed, set on fire, murdered in 2020 and 2021, and nobody got hurt. Nobody. Nobody went to prison. Nobody got held accountable. Showed up January 6th. They're in prison for a year. Wow. No real justice. It's coming. And then it says, because the iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. People are going to start that haven't been prepared for this. Their love is going to wax cold. For God, for Jesus Christ, for the things of God, and for against the people that love the Lord. But he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. So we're getting ready for an endurance. But you're living in the beginning of sorrows. If you step back and say, well, no, we're not there yet. I don't know where you are. If you're not there yet, where are you? I mean, this is breaking out all over the earth. So what are you supposed to do when this comes? Well, if we just go down a little bit further... Um, He talks about uh, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come, and through technology today that's happening. Uh, When you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel, uh, the prophets stand in the holy place, whoever reads, let them understand, then let them which are Judea flee to the mountains. The abomination of desolation is the Antichrist going to be standing in the renewed temple in Jerusalem. It's no big mystery. It's going to happen. There is going to be another temple in Jerusalem, the Antichrist, who I believe is not going to be a European leader, but more of a Islamic Antichrist, I believe in that. Could be an American president like Barack Obama, who is both a communist and an Islamic uh, fundamentalist or whatever, claiming to be a capitalist uh, American. Crazy. But somebody's going to step in that's going to be bringing abomination 
of desolation into that temple. It's going to be a judgment against the Jews because all these years they've been waiting for their temple. They finally get it, and then the Antichrist uses it because they've ultimately rejected the Messiahship of Yeshua. Come on. And now he says, well, when it happens, flee to the mountains. Let them which are in the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let them which are in the field return back to take his clothes. Woe unto them that are with child, to them that give suck in those days. Pray ye that your flight be not in the winter. Do you know, last week or so, I've been hearing Patricia. You know, I just kind of show up in the kitchen or something. She's out loud praying. Father, I pray that our flight will not be in the winter. I pray. We've never heard this before like this continually. And when my wife, Patricia, when she begins to pray, God, I pray that our flight might not be in the winter, she's picking something up. And Jesus did say, pray that your flight be not in the winter. Stop thinking about arguing about the, you know, the, the, what, all these different technical things. The Bible says, just pray that your flight's not in the winter. This is projecting to be a horrible winter. And sometimes right now, it's kind of weird. And the virus is coming. The winter, cold. Could you imagine a nuclear bomb? Can you imagine the EMP, the electromagnetic pulse, happening right now as we enter into the very heart of the winter? Can you imagine? We've just begun winter. Getting into the heart of it, an EMP? No. Today we hit a switch, a button, and the heat goes on. Hallelujah. Can you imagine? No light, no energy, no power. What's that going to be like in the winter? The global supply chain, 3.7 drivers don't show up for work. It collapses the entire driving global supply chain. I mean, I have a firsthand from, from one of our dearest brothers who drives out there, and they got the facts, 3.7, not 37%, 3.7% of drivers, if they left because they forced vaccinate, the whole global supply chain shuts down of the trucking industry. No food coming to the food markets. No heat from the electrical grid. Are you kidding me? Oh, we've heard that before. You certainly have, and it was the time to warn you to get ready. Pray that it's not on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. So Jesus projected a tribulation that has never been before, will never be again. Certainly was not 70 AD. Ha! To that thought. I mean, Nazi Germany was worse than that. So that's a lying doctrine. But we are now living at a time where this great tribulation that has never been before, will never be again with everything associated with it and the context of all Bible prophecy in, inside of it? Come on. And guess what? Not one time did you hear about a pre-trib rapture. Not once. He said, and except those days should be shortened, we know that's three and a half years, 42 months, 1,260 days, no flesh would be saved. That's how bad this is going to be. If this thing had more time, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Why would no flesh be saved? Remember who's behind all this. The devil. Satan, the adversary, is behind all of it. And his minions and demons that he absolutely, he has, he's so full of hate. He doesn't care about flesh. He doesn't care about his priesthood on the earth that worships him and drinks blood. He despises those people. This is satanic. And the satanic energy that is going to be employed, you think Adolf Hitler was bad? 
no resistance for three and a half years to the satanic energy that is going to be released only because of God's elect. It means they're going to be here, doesn't it? Will he shorten the days? And then, if any man say to you, here is Christ or there, believe it not, for there shall arise false Christ and false prophets shall shine, show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. We're told in 2 Thessalonians, signs and wonders from the Antichrist. Revelation 13, second beast, signs and wonders, deceiving the people. We're getting ready to see signs and wonders all over the world from the devil. Woo! That's why the church needs to press into the supernatural signs and wonders of God. And we, this is going to be incredible. Now, the, the, the contending of the rods. Come on, the contending of the rods. Now, Behold, I've told you. Jesus says, behold, I've told you before. All right, so there, you wanted to know, I've told you. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, behold, he's in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he's in the secret chambers, believe it not. For as the lightning comes out of the east and shines even to the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. So, if they're saying he's there, don't believe it. Because when he comes, everybody's going to know it. No secret preacher of rapture. No secret snatching away. He says, no, 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 no. Don't, when they say he's over here and over there, go chasing that. Because when I come, everybody's going to know that I'm coming. Revelation 1-7, every eye shall see him. Folks, clear instruction. And then he says, wherever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. Simply, when you see all these signs, it's happening. When you see a bunch of birds flying around in a certain area, there's prey on the ground. So the signs are on the ground now. All the signs we're witnessing, it's here. That's all he meant. Immediately, Jesus said, after the tribulation of those days, shall the sun be dark and the moon shall not give her light. The day the stars shall fall from heaven. The powers of the heavens shall be shaken. Expect just a massive upheaval. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. And they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Revelation 1-7, read it. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. First Thessalonians 4, with a great sound of a trumpet. And they shall gather together as elect from the four winds from the one end of heaven to the other. Notice, he comes in the sign. Every eye sees him, but he doesn't make landfall. He sends the reaping angels to gather together as elect. The resurrection of the dead will happen. Those alive and remaining who endured the tribulation, endured to the end, will be caught up to meet the Lord. It's so simple. It's so, so obvious. But questions, questions, questions. There's no question. Read the book. Now, that's what he said. That's the way it's going to work. We're witnessing the beginning of sorrows. So getting back to this article. Well, I better stop for right now. I've only got a few minutes left. I want to make sure that um, maybe there's somebody out there today. You have a question. Your hand is up in the chat room. Maybe you'd like to talk about uh, what we've been sharing. It's going to get intense, folks. We are coming 2022, double 11s. Judgment on the church, judgment on the world. Double 11s, judgment on both sides. I mean, a double intensification of chaos. So I'm not going to go with the propaganda, what they're saying and all that. No, the Bible and the year and the timing we're in seems to predict, and we're still 
in the year 5781. Pack your bags. Tribulation, anguish, affliction, distress. We're going to be there till April 2nd. According to Torah, not rabbinical teaching about a seventh month new year. No, no, no. The new year 5781 will begin or, or will begin 87, 80, 5782, April 2nd. We're still in 5781, biblically speaking. So pack your bags, get ready. This is the harshest time of that year. We had all year long to get ready, right? We heard this for a year now, even before. And so we've been given all this time, get ready, get in the right place, be in the right place at the right time, do the right thing with the right people right now. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Here it comes, 5781. Ooh, that's amazing. But how many people actually prepared? How many people actually got ready? Now we're coming into the winter of 5781? And Jesus said, you better be praying, man. It doesn't happen in the winter on the Sabbath day. And that means something's going to happen, that people are going to be fleeing. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? I, to me, that's very serious business. Double confusion, double chaos, double judgment, double crises. We're coming into the double portion. Fill unto her double as she is double to you. Give her double for your trouble. I mean, the double is here. The double is here. 2022 in the Gregorian calendar will only kind of lead us to the beginning of 5782, the awakening. Wake up! And where are people going to wake up? In the snare of the global snare that will come upon the whole earth, and they shall not escape? Hmm. Well, I'd love to hear your thoughts. The number to call, 818-369-0326. 818-369-0326. Press 1 on your dial pad. I'll bring you right into the conversation. In the interim, let me go back to our chat room here on Facebook and see who's with us today. I see our dear friend Miriam Buswell is with us. Good morning, Miriam. She has such great joy in her heart nowadays. Hallelujah. Uh, Cindy Messman, good morning to you. God bless you. All things working together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Laquita is with us this morning. God bless you. Isn't love delicious? Hallelujah. David Ellison, good morning. Floyd overdose on fentanyl. Coroner proved it. Media said cops did it. You're right on, David. Thanks for tuning into the broadcast and sharing your thoughts. We love you and Nicole. God bless you both. Hope to see you maybe even Friday night, 8 o'clock. We're having this big meeting to usher in the new year with prophetic words for many people. God gives you something. Show up. Hey, by the way, if you're living anywhere in this country, you got a word from the Lord? Get in your car, drive out to Northwest Arkansas, join us tomorrow night, 8 o'clock at Bella Vista. Share the word of the Lord that he gives unto you. I see my brother Dennis Sossaman is there today calling good evil and evil good. Denny, you're right on. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in today. Uh, David Ellison says the lockdown was God's warning to show mankind what a world without the Holy Spirit would be like. Repent. Ah, Very good. I like that as well. Praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. I see that uh, we have a thought from Omega Radio. Good morning to all believers. That's Kevin Hauger. Charlotte Gotch. Good morning, Kevin. Thank you for doing everything you do. I see Charlotte Gotch is with us. Good morning, Charlotte. God bless you. You're a little late today. We're first on there. Is everything good? Just having fun. All right. Shirley Wolseley. Shirley Wolseley, I so deeply appreciate your encouragement and your just, hey, Pastor Vince, wake up. Get going. 
I loved it. You really helped me tons. And thank you for being one of our supporters every month, Shirley Wolseley. God bless you, and we appreciate your giving. She said, good morning uh, from Texas Coffee in the Word. Great match. I believe that's true. Uh, Shirley Wolseley said, I believe it. David Ellislin came back. I'll fly anywhere these days. Amen. Why not? Um, who never. Shirley, what do you think about 5G? I believe it will bring many demonic things forward. All right, let me tell you what I think about 5G, fifth generation. Someone said they're about to turn it on in 2022. Well, I was with some pretty intelligent people way at the beginning of COVID-19 that talked about that. And I felt personally that one of the things where in the global lockdown, when the globalists were implementing their final components to bring on their new world order system after the collapse of all others, I believe that the 5G was part of the implementation of the final components to bring in their new world order. So I do believe that the potential when 5G goes on, that there are going to be some things in people that they took that they shouldn't have taken that could actually do some real bad damage, like killing them after torturing them. Um, I believe that the high energy output could be devastating, but more than that, I believe it's part of the interconnectedness of all things. You want global control? 5G everywhere. It's lit up and online, baby. So I think the 5G could be a problem. Personally, I have friends that say not so. Time will tell. Uh, David Ellison says uh, 5G will coincide with the vax. Many deaths will come from it. Brother Don yesterday was saying that 2022, we're going to see a lot of dead people, which means Psalm 91, 1,000 at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh to you. I wonder if we should all go get some tinfoil, put it on our heads when 5G, 5G comes on. They'll call us tinsel heads, but, uh, or what do they call aluminum hats. <clears throat> I don't know what to do about that. We need to pray and be under the armor of God and believe in Psalm 91. Supernatural defense is all we could really trust in. Uh, I see 444 all the time. Is that God winking at me? I don't know. I don't know if God's winking at you, Brother David. He may be. Kind of likes you, right? All right. So, Melissa Fletcher, Pastor Melissa, lifting all of you in prayer and thankful for you. Thank you for your prayers. What a great pastor's heart. We'll take it, especially from you. David Ellison, thank you, Melissa. Omega Radio, H444 means to muddle. The countenance, man-faced, that is human being, certain man. David, I think you are a man, a godly man. Amen. Kevin Hauger is writing comments in the live feed, Omega Radio. <clears throat> Shirley <clears throat> Wolseley, I heard a pastor tell a mega church to take the vax. Have not listened since. I do not believe Jesus would take I do not believe that Jesus would take such a thing. He can heal all. He was never afraid. No, surely Franklin Graham told everybody that Jesus would have taken it. <clears throat> Do I believe him? High-powered leader in the body of Christ telling me that Jesus would have taken the vaccination, or should I believe Shirley Woolsey? Hmm. I'm going with Shirley. I think you're right on. All right. <clears throat> Terry Jean. Been listening on Blog Talk. Thanks, Terry. God bless you and welcome. Uh, he says, through Christ, Terry Jean, I, says, through Christ, we have been purified. Daniel 12.10, King James Version. Many shall be purified and made white and tried. 
But the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand. But the wise shall understand. Excellent scripture. For we walk by faith, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, King James, not by sight. My whole life I have said the best thing government can do is stay out of the way and let us take care of ourselves. Isaiah 35, 4, King James Version says, to them that are of a fearful heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. Awesome, awesome words. Terry Jean, thank you for sharing. Feathers, feathers, LOL. Ah. <clears throat> Search the video 5G and graphene oxide, scary stuff. All right, so to whoever asked about the 5G, and I think it was Shirley, uh, Terry's saying, go search 5G and graphene oxide. That is the video. <clears throat> I'm down to the end of my broadcast. We've got a lot of things that we're doing today. Going to be meeting with some saints, got some business to take care of. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Remember, today is December 30th. If you would consider supporting our ministry, kind of like an end-of-the-year gift, an end-of-the-month gift, if you love this ministry, show it by giving something wonderful. You can do that by going to our website right there at the NWM Global under the donations tab at nwmglobal.org. You can also go to a mailing. If you want to mail a gift to the ministry, go to P.O. Box 100, Decatur, Arkansas, 72722. You can also go to omegaradio.org, and there's a donations tab there as well. So in either case, in either way, thank you for tuning in today. I hope what we shared was a benefit and a blessing, and we'll see you tomorrow with bells on. This is Pastor Vince. You've been listening to The Watchman on Omega Radio, and we sincerely want you to get one of those shirts, by the way. If you have not been here, you've got to get here. i got to say it. You need to go to that, what's on the screen, bit.ly forward slash shed Jesus. You've got to write that down because you could get Don't Shed on Me shirts for the winner. They're, they're awesome. They got the hood. They're fleece. They're awesome sweatshirts. There's T-shirts. There's everything. Don't Shed on Me. Go check it out. bit.ly forward slash Shed Jesus. And when you buy one of those, they actually do come to us as a blessing to the ministry. Thank you so much. God bless you. And uh, Shirley said she bought two of them. Thanks, Shirley. God bless you. God sees. May bless you for supporting this work. All right, that's it for us. We love you. God bless you. Arrivederci. Shalom.